Enough of our nonsense here in the fast lane. Time to get some real expert opinions in covering the Commonwealth. Yep, we're copying this idea. Covering the Commonwealth, a look at the locally interesting teams and stories from the experts who cover them. Let's start with the Virginia Cavaliers. With JerryRatcliffe.com founder, Jerry Ratcliffe. Hootie, a pleasure to speak with you. Virginia baseball. Last week, we touched on the pitching. Five runs allowed in three games of the regional. This time, the offensive explosion. Double-digit offense in two of the three games, both game two and game three, as Virginia rolls Duke in those games to punch their ticket to Omaha. How much are we seeing this team round into form at just the right time? Well, Ed, it seems like they're picking at exactly the right time. They, like you said, put together some strong performances uh, on the mound against East Carolina last week. They did so again this week, but it was just overshadowed, I think, by uh, tremendous offense. Virginia has the number one ranked offense in the country in college baseball, and it certainly showed uh, these guys really were focused and just ripped through Duke's pitching for most of the three days. putting together a tremendous hitting attack. Uh, they had uh, 16 hits yesterday and, and 26 runs over the last two days to, to punch their ticket to Omaha, but still the pitching was uh, outstanding. Uh, with Edgington yesterday pitching a complete game, which was unbelievable, and uh, Connolly early doing a great job the day before, so... Um, it's just been a complete showcase of Virginia's talent. Yeah, I mean, Virginia started to put it together at the right time when it comes to punching their ticket to Omaha. Hootie, um, the environment as well up there in Charlottesville seemed to have been one of the cooler ones, certainly yesterday, to see for this particular team. Um, did they answer your questions that they've got the goods to go against powers like Florida, who will be on their side of the bracket in Omaha, and even other teams that they've played earlier this year in Wake Forest and certainly LSU? Yeah, I think so, Ed. I, I mean, if you talk to the East Carolina coach and, and Duke's uh, Chris Pollard, their coach, both of them commented that if Virginia plays the way it did in, in the two regional weekends, then they'll be a really tough out in Omaha. Certainly you're stepping it up a level to the elite teams in the country, but Virginia has shown so far that it can play with just about anybody. And both those coaches were right. If, if they can get those kind of pitching performances where these guys have almost total control of their of their stuff and uh, a variety of pitches and can throw deep into games like they have and get the kind of run support that they've displayed so far, I, I can't imagine anybody being able to blow these guys away. I think they can play with anybody in the country. JerryRatcliffe.com is where you get the analysis of our current guest, Jerry Hootie Ratcliffe, who's with us here in the Fast Lane. Hootie, um, transitioning from baseball over to basketball as Virginia naming Ron Sanchez the associate head coach. Now, he left Charlotte where he was the head coach to go back to Virginia to be the associate head coach. How similar is this move to the one that happened about a decade or so ago when Richie McKay was the head coach at Liberty left, and then obviously we know he ultimately came back to coach the Flames where he leads them now? Yeah, I think probably a little bit different, Ed. I think back then, Tony Bennett needed somebody who knew the territory and was a great recruiter 
and, and a good coach, and certainly Richie is all those things and more. This time around, I mean, they, they lost their uh, best recruiter, I guess you could call him, Kyle Getter, to Notre Dame, who he went on to become their associate head coach. So he needed a guy who was experienced, uh, New Virginia, somebody who could go out and beat the bushes and, and recruit with some of the best assistants in the country out there. And certainly Ron Sanchez meets that requirement. He's also a solid basketball coach. He was coming off his best year at Charlotte after five seasons. I think uh, I think Ron may have been a little dismayed the way college basketball is going. I know he lost his best two players to the transfer portal, which unfortunately is happening to a lot of mid-majors these days. And it's hard enough being a coach and recruiting to begin with, but when you get guys and develop them and they are there for a year or two and then they're gone, uh, makes the job twice as demanding. So I, I think it probably served everybody all, all around. Uh, certainly Ron has been with Tony since Washington State and was a good addition when he came to Charlottesville, helped him build this program. It's a win-win for both sides, I believe, and uh, should make Virginia's staff stronger. Jerry Ratcliffe makes us stronger with his insight that you also get at jerryratcliffe.com. Hootie, appreciate your time today. Thank you much. We'll be in touch. All right, Ed. See you next week, brother. Now to the Virginia Tech Hokies. Hokey, hokey, hokey high. Speaking of making teams stronger, Virginia Tech making their team stronger big last week or so as they picked up a number of commitments on the recruiting trail, including a couple of linemen, offensive linemen, defensive linemen, and yes, defensive backs as well. I don't know if you call Gabriel Williams D lineman or linebacker, depending on where Virginia Tech wants to play them uh, or play him. Uh, overall, though, as David Cunningham of TechSideline.com is back with us in the fast lane. David, how much better is Virginia Tech now as a program based on what they've added in the last week? Hey, Ed, you know, thankful to be with you as always. Appreciate you guys having me on. I think Virginia Tech got a lot better in the last week, right? And I think even though it was a name that many people might not have known, Gabriel Williams' commitment on Sunday night, I think, was was a, a big eyebrow raise for a lot of people. He's a four-star. He's Virginia Tech's highest commitment in four years. Okies haven't had a four-star since 2019, right? This is a this is a. Even though he, he might not be a big name, he might not be uh, Chris Cole, you know, from right down the road in Salem, uh, the number one player in the Commonwealth. He's he's a four-star on paper, and, and he's a big-time commitment. Okies have gotten a, a ton of different pickups lately. Uh, just this morning, Andrew Hanchuk, the uh, defensive tackle from. Uh, from Cleveland, Ohio. That's up to nine commitments in the 2024 class. And eight of them are from outside the Commonwealth. Now, eight of them, all except Dobby Belfort from Florida, are from the six-hour radius footprint, whatever you want to call it, that Brent Pry has has raved about so many times. So I I think the Hokies are starting to make progress on the recruiting trail. It wasn't instant. It took some time, right? Um, but, but Brent Pry and, and the staff haven't really changed their approach at all. They're, they're doing the same thing they, they have been doing. And, um, you know, I think as they spend more time around these high schools, as they let their relationships go to work, they continue to find more and more and more success. And, 
you know, they, obviously it's June, a lot of official visits going on, but I would expect the Hokies to, to have a couple more commits over the next couple of days, too, because um, that, that's just the way the staff is rolling right now. They, they continue to find success. Indeed, and we find success when David Cunningham shares it from TechSideline.com. David, Virginia Tech women's basketball, they've had a lot of success along with the opponent they'll be playing in Charlotte, Iowa. In the showdown that happens in the early portion of the season, early November to be specific, down in Charlotte a day before the men's team will be playing on that Friday, November 10th. Um, What does this mean, though, for women's basketball and, frankly, for Virginia Tech now that they're the type of team that's getting command uh, to play in these type of preseason or early season events as they will? Yeah, that's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, You know, this Virginia Tech women's basketball team went to the Final Four this year, went farther than any other Virginia Tech team um, and it's it's due time right like like in due time Kenny Brooks I'm sure would tell everybody oh unfortunately we lost David Cunningham that's a topic we'll get to next week when he joins us in the fast lane because it is time to change gears a little bit now to the Liberty Flames a man who almost helped through no fault of his own, create a road rage incident over the weekend. I might slightly be embellishing what happened when I was driving downtown dead to the farmer's market on Saturday morning when none other than Haymaker Hassan yells at me as I am at a stop sign to come over. It was, in fact, he, and yes, he had a bone to pick with our next guest, apparently the injured Richie Longshots who's with us here in the fast lane. Is that true, Richie? I, I would say I'm hurt, not injured. You know, if the game was on the line, I could play tonight. Well, that's very good of you to be able to channel that inner toughness. Um, what happened? Was this at the uh, Flames Rising Collective golf event that happened over the last week? No, thankfully it was not at the Flames Rising uh, golf event this weekend. That's probably for the better. I was uh, up in an undisclosed location in New York, and uh, me and another guy, cart just on different wavelengths. Well, that's the cool part about this. Um, what's also funny is Liberty's got their Mount Rushmore, acofred.com is their Mount Rushmore mm-hmm. of Liberty Athletics. And, I mean, look, I got a bone to pick. Nobody loves the buckshot Calvert sound effects that come out from a shotgun, even though that's not really what it is. Uh, but you've got him, not Malik Willis, or maybe you wanted to avoid the vitriol of putting Hugh Freeze on your Mount Rushmore of uh, Liberty figures up there. Uh, why buckshot over Malik Willis? Defend yourself. Well, I look at who in big games makes big-time plays, and that's Buckshot. The win against Baylor, I think, is the biggest win in school history. He helped usher Liberty into the FBS era, and he gets overshined because Malik came in next. And again, I love Malik. I said in the blog, I have a picture of Malik that rotates through my Google Home. But I just think Buckshot, in that situation, not many people could have done what he did and usher Liberty into that. He laid the groundwork. You know, a lot of folks would dispute that, myself included, but that's a different topic that I'll need more time to actually get into. Uh, Bigger picture and looking at the future of what Liberty is going to be bringing in. Uh, Obviously, they had their first official visit weekend for 2024 recruits this past weekend. Um, You don't expect a ton of commitments to come out of this, but for Liberty overall, what's the vibe you're getting about uh, how they're being received amongst these recruits, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, because everyone knows what Jamie Chabal can do offensively, but the ability to try to reload a defense where it feels like that's frankly on the fly. Well, obviously this coaching staff knocked it out of the park when it came to the transfer portal, that whole recruitment. I have no doubt in my mind that the players that are coming in uh, into the 24 class are going to be 
you know, making a look, taking a hard look at Liberty. You see them tweeting at one another, tagging each other in pictures. There's a photo of the four of them pointing at each other. You can see that real camaraderie between recruits. Uh, they're recruiting one another. It, it, it's something that's kind of building naturally in the Liberty program, and it's really been great to see. And it's kudos to the coaching staff and the whole marketing team to make that happen. Well, Liberty is trying to put that together, new coaching staff, but uh, we'll get a look at the win total another time, Richie, because I'm sure you've got thoughts on that number. It's nine or nine and a half, depending on where Mm -hmm. you might shop for that. We'll leave that for the next time, Richie. Thank you for yours today in the fast lane, and kudos once again on delivering a haymaker back to Haymaker Hassan, the one who doesn't want to be called Haymaker. Peter Hassan, uh, because you kept it under five minutes with our help, of course. Uh, thanks for having me on, Ed. Is that the feud of 2023, Richie versus uh, Hassan? Yeah, it's starting to become that way, at least. In the meantime, when we return in the fast lane, we'll transition over from the Liberty Flames to a little bit of the Hillcats and certainly some NASCAR news. And is it starting to move again, the sale of the Washington Commanders? We'll ask our girl Seawall. All of that's still to come. This is the fast lane across the Virginia Talk Radio Network.